and gentlemen, welcome to the Walk Show Podcast. This is your host, Walker Near. Today, we're joined by my friend Jarrell from the YouTube show Puppet Perspectives. Puppet Perspectives brings thoughtful analysis and insight into primarily music reviews, but they also do some movie and TV, uh, and then all that's delivered by a charming cast of puppets. Jarrell is hilarious, and I think you'll really enjoy the conversation that we had. As always, today's music, artwork, and production is done by Misha Zarens. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Walk Show, and Jarrell, thank you so much for joining us, host of Puppet Perspectives. How you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. You know, I guess the best way to say is fine and dandy. (laughs) Some people are one, fine, or some people are dandy, but never the two. But I am happy to say I am both right now. Wow. Well, that's uh, that's pretty good then. I, it, it's good to be two positive things, not just one positive thing. <laughs> yes. Well, I would um, say fine is more like, you know, adequate and dandy is the, is the positive thing. So it just oh, okay. balances out to a, a, a plus one of positivity. <laughs> now, see, this is a, a debate that I've had with people before because I will say that things are fine and people will, will, will stop and be like, really? It's just fine? <laughs> and I don't understand that because if you had a really good wine, it's a fine wine. If you have like a really nice, like, I don't know, blanket or something, it's like a fine, you know, kind of cloth or something like fine is used when it's meant to describe the very upper echelons of something that's dope. Right. So I don't understand this, this hesitation that people have with fine. Uh, right. On that. Right. <laughs> you know, even if you say like, you know, oh, that girl, did you see her? Yeah, she was fine. Exactly. No one says that to mean, you know, meh, I thought she was all right. They mean it like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was gorgeous. Yeah. Maybe so, you, have to, you have to accentuate the fine. Like when you say a girl is fine, but just say everything is fine and just go, you know, how's your day? I am fine. <laughs> no. You know, it's crazy how much little changes like that matter. The, the other day, um, Denzel in, I think it's in training day. Uh, he says training day all day. If you want, <laughs> well, he says, he, I think it's in that he says, uh, or no, actually it might be American gangster. I think it is actually American gangster. Okay. He says, my man, when, when like dealing with different people, like that's the way he'll end conversations. Like my man, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I tried to do that, like, like listening to that. And then I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, I don't know. I just feel like it doesn't sound right when I say it. And I was like, my man. And he was like, yeah, it sounds like you're talking about like your, your significant other or something. <laughs> and I was, and I couldn't figure it out. And it turns out you can't say my, you have to say ma. If you okay. say my man, now it sounds fine. But if you say my man, no matter how you try and spin it, it definitely <laughs> sounds like you're talking about your boyfriend. So right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think you're onto something with that fine thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I am fine. And hey, my man. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah, it works out, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, so obviously we met in Orlando at the uh, at the Podfest, and uh, you were I think maybe the very first person I talked to. I might have talked to an Australian chick first, but that very first day we were at those tables and and we were sitting next to each other, and um, and yeah, it was really cool because you were you, you were you have this very unique show that you do, which is it used to be branded something else, but now it's Puppet Perspectives, right and 
basically my understanding. It's a, a YouTube show, which I've, I've watched some, some, some clips of, um, where you've basically got puppets that are reviewing. And originally when we had talked back in Orlando, I thought it was just music, but looking at the, at the channel, you've got reviews on movies, TV shows, music, like all sorts of different stuff that you're kind of breaking down. Yes. But first let me clarify that it's not that I use puppets. We are puppets. Cause when you met me, I was actually in my human costume. See what, <laughs> see what it is, is when I go like, you know, to out to meet people or work, whatever, have you. I don't like to go around in my actual, you know, usual, my real puppet outfit. I'm actually a, a dog puppet in case you, people are wondering out there what I mean. Gotcha. So what I do when I flew out there is I, I, if you actually pay, um, people that work at this, that the local city morgue, I, I believe they're called, um, interns. They will okay. give you for 20 bucks. They will give you anything without any questions asked. So what I did was they um, had a couple Kadivas that I could that we borrowed, or at least I borrowed for the trip, and uh, they made it up really nicely, and I looked like an actual human being. So I was able. So you met me in my costume. It looked pretty weird, right? You know, right? Very so you're telling me is you're actually yeah. a little tiny brown dog puppet. Yes, actually. yes, okay. I am. I mean, I still live a regular life like everyone else. I work. I'm married. Uh, I actually married a human woman. We have uh, three beautiful children that uh, actually don't look like dogs at all. So I still have questions about that. But um, <laughs> hey, look at that mailman. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, so what we do is uh, everyone who does these like you know reviews on. YouTube, for example, is just regular people, but no one gives love to the puppets out there. So rather than um, doing something like so wholesome, like what you see on Sesame Street out of the Muppet Show, we like to talk about music and all the things you mentioned, television shows, we review those, we review, um, we actually don't review movies, but what we do for movies sometimes is we'll, we will take a character or an actor or a director who is famous for all of the movies or whatever. And we will do a ranking of best, worst to best. And mm -hmm. um, to add a little like finesse to it, we call it a tribute. It's a, it's a pre-death tribute because everybody waits till people die before they do a tribute. But we like to get it out the way early. So, <laughs> one, yeah. you know, it's, it's fun. And, it, and we get to like talk about their highlights before the person goes. So even that person can see it themselves. And, <laughs> and two, um, if the person does happen to die, we uh, happen to already have the video up. So we get the hits right away. Nice. Nice. That's good. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I was thinking is I'd seen the most recent video is the American pie uh, ranking or whatever. And yeah, then tribute smart. to that. I can't remember the guy's name, but the actor that plays the dad. Yeah. Eugene Levy, we tributed uh, him. He's the only one that's been in all eight of them. Apparently he's always, he's never busy when they're doing another movie. <laughs> so. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if I've seen that guy. Like I remember seeing him at American pie and thinking, that he was like one of those actors that's always around, but you don't know who they are. But now, honestly, I can't remember seeing him in anything else. What, what else is he in? Yeah. So if you saw, I like to do a little um, background on each, each person. So as you might know, he's been doing movies for or acting for easily 40 years, something like that, maybe longer. Uh, right. From uh, Second City TV, that was a Canadian sketch comedy show that had martin short and uh john candy on there he did that in the mm -hmm. 70s he was on uh he's had like brief cameos in movies like national lampoon's vacation he's in that um i guess christopher guest is uh, like a famous director he did 
uh, Best in Show and some other sequel to that. Oh, yeah. Yep. And now he's in this this TV show called uh, Shit's Creek or sh- something like that. That uh, I see it's on Netflix right now, but I've never seen it before or knew that he was in it. So, right, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I've heard of that show. I haven't watched it either. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, we also did that too. We also did a for the Netflix shows. Basically, we'll review those, or we review TV shows that are actually streaming. That way, we can do a whole season a lot faster instead of he waiting. Um, so we do Hulu shows or, or, um, Amazon shows, or most of the time we're doing Netflix shows, which we did the last season of, um, of, uh, that, that show, uh, Black Mirror season five. We, you can see that. Yeah. Too. yeah. And we call it binge or cringe. So instead of having like a, a whether like a different, like three stars or five stars, whatever we, we binge is if you should binge watch it, cringe says you should cringe and not watch it. So. See, that's brilliant because there's a uh, I'm a big video gamer and there's a website called Kotaku that's a game journalism site. And um, I think now they actually just don't even give a suggestion, which I don't really like because uh, it just makes you read the entire review. <laughs> yeah, and I don't I don't always want to do that. Um, you just but yeah, they, to play the game or not, damn it, right? Yeah, they used to boil it down to just a yes or no, and they yeah. would still write a whole review, and then and then in the end, they'd be like, yes or no, and then why? Yeah. I thought that was really smart as opposed to it's a 7.5 or this one's an 8.3, and it's like, what does the scale actually mean anyway, you know? Yeah, because that's like a, a C, and, you know, depending on if you like Cs or not, you know, depending on your parents or whatever your, right. your, your um, ac- academic achievement is, you don't know if that's worth it worth your time or not right right yeah no that's good yeah we on uh, a few episodes ago i mean it's a few months ago now but we did kind of a similar thing me and a buddy where we broke down um death love death and robots which is a netflix show yeah um we kind of talked about that but yeah yeah it's fun fun to fun to break that kind of stuff down but so it is music the looking at some of the older content it looks like it seems like music is the more prevalent thing on your channel is that accurate yes yes uh i've been doing podcasting for about four years now a little longer and originally i wanted to get into uh just reviewing music and doing podcasts with with my my friends at the time and um i decided to branch out and other things to because I have more interests and also you want to gain a, a following of people that might not be as in the music as us. They might like other things. But every podcast we do, we're always reviewing three albums that just recently came out and we give our, you know, our ratings of those, which is like, you know, different than the number system like we were talking about or the grades, grade, letter grade. Because uh, we want to just let you know flat out if you should purchase it or you should just listen to it at, without paying for it or avoid it. So those are just basically the the choices you have. Or if it's really amazing to phrase it, or if it's really awful, you um, you just say you're just so angry that it exists. Just is a fuck this rating. If, sorry, that was the first uh, profanity we had on the podcast on this show, but. Well, I don't give a um, fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've been doing. I'm really. Um, we really talk about music a lot, and um, it's been a, it's been a, quite a ride from changing from different titles to finally hone in on what we want to do and what we want to, you know, market ourselves as. So uh, this puppet perspective branding that I've only had it officially gone live since uh, I would say April, 
Um, and I really want to say again, we were talking about going to uh, the Podfest. That was really a, a, a great experience. Not only meeting you, but um, they they gave us a lot of great information. That's what actually helped me decide to rebrand the um, the, the channel. And so far, I see it seems to be working out really well. People know exactly what we're doing. Some of the videos that I posted even a year ago are starting to get more traction. Awesome. And uh, I've seen our um, subscribers have grown a little bit in the past months. So I think once I get the website completely done, which I will give you the, the you know the address at the end of this, the, this episode. But yeah, sure. once everything's done, everything like that, I think uh, the marketing thing will just kind of fall into place and we'll keep going. Reminds me, um, and I'm not I'm not saying that you're borrowing or anything. It's again just a, just reminiscent of, um, but it kind of reminds me of like the Gorillas, the the musical act, and how they were all yeah, you know, yeah. all the different members are all animations, right? Right, right, and yeah. Now, I mean, I know who Deltron is actually, and, <laughs> and and like that dude, but I always thought that the Gorillas was a super cool thing for that for that reason. Would you Would you guys ever? I want to be interested in. I want oh, to sorry, compare, compare us more to like Death Clock. They were like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. I didn't. That's Metalocalypse, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So except I didn't. We're, watch we're, that except we're more intense than they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, so would you guys ever do like a live show? Um, I, I'm I'm um, keen to it, but it's, you know the the money's got to be right, and the uh, it's got to be exactly filmed everything like the way I wanted to. Right now we have a really skeleton crew. It's me and the uh the two co-hosts that just started last year. And mm -hmm. um I don't know if you noticed this from uh from you've been a podcaster for since this year, right? You've been doing mm -hmm. it yeah, just since January. Yep. Um it's it's different. I really wanna just say that I'm really impressed with how well you're comfortable with just doing it alone. And um mm -hmm. Most of your shows, sometimes it's just you're talking, and do you ever feel like a little awkward that you're just talking to, even though you're talking to a, a wide, wide audience, dozens and dozens and dozens of fans <laughs> yeah. for the, the walk, the walk show? But um, right. you, does it, do you still feel like you're just talking to yourself? Yeah. So yes, I feel uncomfortable when I'm when I'm by myself, and I would say that it's kind of twofold. So, um, a it can be kind of daunting to week after week, especially because I want the show to be kind of long. I don't want to do just 10 or 20 minutes really. So it's like, it, it's kind of daunting to think of something that, that I have that much to say about on that consistent of a basis. Right. Um, I, I used to do stand up a long time ago and it, it's, you know, doing a podcast is not really like doing stand up, but it's almost kind of like, 
hey, every week come up with a new five minutes of of stand up material. And it's like that's that would be really hard to do, you know. Um, yeah. And I kind of fall into that boat here, but you know, I haven't been doing it for that long, so certainly there's plenty of stuff I can still talk about. Um, the other thing that's different for me is that what I'm really interested in is is exploring ideas and, and conversations more so than advocating a point of view or trying to, to, you know, really sell a certain message. And so when I'm by myself on the show, it feels difficult to separate that performance from me trying to advocate a certain point of view um, because it's just me talking. So <laughs> what exploration is there? Uh, so yeah, I find it definitely is, is much better if I have, I, th I think it's much better if I have another person to, to talk with just because then we can kind of explore ideas together and, uh, and, and, you know, see what, what's, what's going on with whatever it is we want to talk about. Um, but that being said, I also really just, <laughs> this is probably a horrible episode right now, me talking about my own podcast on my podcast. But, no, no, I wanted, um, I wanted to learn more about you too. Sometimes interviews can go both ways, you know? Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, but I, well, I, now I lost my, my train of thought a little bit, but either way, just suffice to say that, yes, I think the show is better when I have another person. I prefer that. Oh, I know what I was going to say. It was just that I... Um, I, 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 I don't want to be dependent on other people exclusively to make the show. So yeah. that's if I want to do this, yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't say my problem, but I, I want the, the whole, um, different people putting their perspectives in on whether, whatever we're talking about. So that's why when I do this show, I have the, the co-host on there and it, it really was driving to keep the, the, the show going. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought the co-hosts sound, sound really good and, and, and definitely do contribute a lot. And I, uh, I don't mean to be peeking behind the curtain at all, but like, I love, I love all the little props that, that are there and maybe props isn't the right word, mm -hmm. but, but like the, like the notebook that, that you're reading out of or whatever is your, well, I can't remember word. anything I say, so I have to use notes. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. It's great. And, and it's also, you know, well done in that you're you know you're you're cutting in and you edit in clips of of whatever it is that you're talking about so you might mention an album and you'll flash the album art mm -hmm. of that that album cover on the screen or whatever um which is cool because i don't always i would actually just say most of the time i'm not familiar with <laughs> the musical acts that you're talking about so it's cool to see um to kind of have some perspective on that or get a little little extra insight yeah i appreciate um, that thank you yeah man so as far as as music, it seems, and, and again, I, I I may be mistaken, but it seems like your your lean is kind of more like punk rock. I don't know if hard rock is really fair to say, but that that kind of kind of hard punk kind of genre is that is that accurate or what do you? How would you define uh, very your music accurate things? for me. Very accurate for me because um what what I what I liked about the three of us is we all have different tastes of music. So when we're reviewing a particular album. Once you get to know our personalities, you'll know, like you know, um, if the if you're into like punk rock music, and we're reviewing a punk rock album, that person listening will probably gravitate more towards my opinion of it. When we're mm -hmm. reviewing stuff that's more folk rock, like our co my co-host Caroline, she likes folk folky music and um, not so much '90s indie rock, but stuff that's indie that's current now but not too pretentious but so she's very uh selective if you're that kind of person you'll gravitate towards that 
and then the third one uh Devin, he's in the he- to like heavy metal but also like um r&b like um i would say he's a big fan of uh of anderson pock you heard of him um, uh, I don't think so. He's pretty uh, popular amongst uh, the urban scene, and uh, so he he goes both ways on on uh, metal and 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 that kind of hip hop. And I love my hip hop too. Like the I, if it's gangster and grimier, I'm more pleased. You know, if I like to hear audio gunshots in in my music, I like to hear like the, the, as much you know debauchery as possible so then right. when you're listening then the other person might not like that so then there that's where we'll start kind of playfully clashing we haven't gotten to a full-blown blown um brawl yet but you know we're still we're, they're still kind of new so maybe once we do more shows you'll you guys listening will get your first like epic fight between us over like the most petty album possible <laughs> right shooting like, some puppet punches yeah puppet uh, you know puppet <laughs> Puppet punches, yeah, that would be a good title. Um, so I'm an ideas guy. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's that's what we kind of do, and uh, that's what separates us all. So I'm kind of, I wouldn't say like I'm. Any of us are really pigeonholed, and you'll be surprised at some music that you'll you'll think that we would like or hate will come out the complete opposite opinion on. Right. Yeah, I find myself listening a lot to um, electronic music. I, I listen to a lot of what what I refer to as pop rap um, because I wouldn't consider it. I, I can't put it in the same boat with with my my classic rap that I like so well and, and hold on such a pedestal. Hip hop stuff that you call it, right? Hip hop. Ah, see, that's very that's very smart. That's very smart. I was trying to do like a prep school thing, so I instead of pop rap, I, I condense that to prep. So on my <laughs> playlist, it's called prep school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, you're right. Hip hop is actually much more succinct. I might change that when we're done here. No problem. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've, been, I've coined the phrase, and I'd have no one else say it, but I don't mind if it spreads. Okay. Yeah. Well, the dozens of listeners here may take it viral, so just be aware of that. Um, I look forward to seeing that tomorrow, man. As, as, as a hashtag, right? Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. You're a oh, big, I, I'm sorry. I see you're a big Tool fan, um, and I wanted to ask you, like, since uh, we were doing a show together, and I listened to mm-hmm. that podcast where you really broke down how much tool means to you and uh mm-hmm. and crabtree and and your other co-host are you we definitely will be reviewing if if, if mainer is right about putting the album out the, towards the end of next month are you august 30th are you excited or are you just uh oh yeah i'm beside myself <laughs> okay. um, i mean i am and i'm not i am because i can't believe it's finally happening <laughs> and i'm not because i also kind of can't believe it's finally happening so i'm kind of trying to just just like keep the blinders on and just wait you until sound, August 30th. You sound like me when I first lost my virginity, you know? <laughs> and I can't believe it's going to happen. You know, I'm 35 years old and I'm finally going to lose it. Hey, and, you didn't make it to Steve Carell territory, so yeah. that's good. Uh, but um, honestly, I was like, then another six years passed and I finally did it. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, but do you find like um, the longer he waits, the more of a masterpiece you expect? Um, yes and no. So I, I, for a while I was convinced that they, you know, the last album they released was 2006 uh, with 10,000 days. The world was and, back then, you know? 
Yeah, well, and, and and I just, you know, I've heard rumors that they were going to come out with a new album for the last, I don't know, 10 years. I mean, I, a long time now, they've, there's been rumors. And, and I've even seen posts that'll say there's going to be, you know, there's a release date, but then there's not. Or <laughs> everything was just all kind of just, you know, bullshit. And so... I just kind of stopped believing that they were going to do it. I mean, Maynard has a perfect circle, which has had a resurgence lately. He's got his other band, Pussifer. I know Danny Carey is in a, another band. Uh, I don't know about the the drummer and the bassist, Adam and Justin, but, but either way, I just thought they must have decided not to, to make anything again. Um, and then they announced the tour that, that we went and saw them on this year and then as part of that announced that they were releasing the album in May or excuse me in August and we had heard rumors of it but again I just didn't really believe it but they did at the concert they had an intermission and they actually have like the album art come back come up on the stage and then had the date flash across that so it seems legit now they have to do it. <laughs> right. As far as, you know, expectations, yeah, I think they're that probably it's absolutely. Like, they're probably go after the show, they're, oh, shit, we better start writing some songs now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the thing is with Toolman is that they are, they've, every, every song that they've put out, that's actually a song. I mean, they have some weird little joke stuff or, or really weird, like ambient sound and stuff. And that, that I wouldn't put in the category, but anything that's actually a, you know, a real song or whatever. Um, I, I, I like, I, there's not a single track you can pull up on tool where I'm like, yeah, I don't really like this one. I love all of it. And at one point or another, each one of those songs, like the way I listen to music is I'll pick a song that I want to hear and then go to the album and then start the album with that song and then just play the album through. Uh, and sometimes I'll put the album on loop, and so it'll you know start itself back over. And and every Tool song has been that song for me on each album at one point or another. Um, so I just I, I mean my fandom for it is <laughs> is enormous, and yeah I can't I, I think it's going to be great. I think there are higher expectations, but they've never disappointed. And th they played two of the songs at the concert we went to in May. And they were amazing. So I. I, I expect nothing but but greatness. Now, I also expect that it'll be very different than the other albums, and that's something that they did as well. I mean, 10,000 Days, when it came out, it sounds very different than Lateralist, which is the album that preceded it. And then when 10,000 Days came out, I would have said it was my least favorite album. Well, now, fast forward 13 years, and, and it's not just true recently, but <laughs> for the last several years, I would say 10,000 Days is their masterpiece. So... Um, I expect to have a similar experience with this new album. Okay, so you listen to it. We'll be doing the review of that, of course, sometime in September. And awesome. that, that will pretty much, our, my, our opinion and yours will be, probably pretty much be like the accurate one. Yeah, for sure. And uh, then basically wait another 13 years and we'll, and we'll, tell, you, <laughs> we'll tell you if we're right or not. <laughs> Got to see him live? Um, I have not, but um, 
I every time I they come around, I'm like, I would go, and then something, I guess, says nah, and I don't go. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I keep yeah. saying to myself, like, would I want to sit through a whole ninety minutes of this? And, mm. and that's really what it it, it kind of fizzles at fizzles out for me because I might like some songs here and there. Like, um, I think I would say, um, their second album, well, maybe it's their third album is the one I think is the best thing they've done. But, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really a hardcore fan like that. I recall the, right. I recall the, 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 um, I guess the, the, um, the, un- what is that word for unclear? The, um, how you didn't know what they really were. You did the, the, uh, the, the ambiguity maybe or something. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, but the ambiguity, that's actually the word I was looking for ambiguity of the band when they first came out with the, uh, the sober song and everything like that. But as the years gone by, it's just, I thought they got heavier and more like, you know, intricate with their music. Yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. But uh, yeah. and at the same time, it depends if I'm in the mood for like a, a, nine, a seven minute song about, you know, pot or, or you know, thing or being vicarious. I don't, I don't know. Sometime I'm not in the mood for that. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you've ever listened to their very first album, which is Opiate. It's just a six track EP. Um, but those songs are like, you know, three, maybe four minutes long. Um, and I, to me, like that is their really like kind of hard rock side. And then from there, they just kind of got more and more you know, progressive for lack of a better term. That's um, a perfect term. That's what they pretty much are. The pro- progressive metal, you know, but they kind of remind me and, and it's not, it's not one-to-one. So I, you know, I don't mean to inst- everyone listening. Is this going to be a tool episode? What's going on here? <laughs> on. <laughs> hey, it can be, um, <laughs> But 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 it's not one to one. But they kind of remind me of Pink Floyd, and and not so much necessarily in the way that they sound, but just in that they don't really fit into a genre. And yeah, you can put them with some of their like modern contemporaries, and you can see some similarities. But if you really get into it, it's just it just doesn't fit into a little bucket like that. Like like I describe Tool sometimes as like like if electronic music was mixed with like heavy metal because. Yeah. It's all those instruments, but it's almost the vibe of it is is more similar to the vibe I get when I listen to like Massive Attack or something like that than it is, you know, Metallica or I don't know, you know, that's probably a terrible example, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't come off as aggressive to me in the slightest. So, well, as long as it doesn't suck like the last uh, Perfect Circle album that came out last year, then we don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> yeah, I actually have not um have not given any time to that one. I Good job. Keep just go on with your life. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm I think I'll probably come around to it, but but when it came out, I kind of sampled through it and it was just all really down tempo and I kind of go through just like large moods and not I don't mean like a day-to-day mood necessarily, but like there might be 6 months where I'm on like listening to the you know rap pop rap type stuff hip hop sorry yeah. um type stuff a lot or i might go through a phase where i'm listening to electronic music a lot or or i might go through a phase where i am listening to more down tempo you know kind of more melancholy stuff and i just didn't feel like it fit the mood that i was in when it came out and i didn't want to write it off as something i didn't like because it just wasn't jiving with where i was at 
headspace wise at that time. So gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so do you, you know, obviously very into music. Do you, do you play any music? I mean, how did you kind of get into, um, into doing this or just, just a fan? Uh, doing podcasting in general is just one day. I, you know, you're listening to other podcasts. You're like, damn, those guys are having a good time. I'm enjoying myself. This is fun listening to them. And then you're like, I should do that. So that came to my mind about 2014. Um, and then I, I didn't just immediately just start recording. I had to do all the research. How do I get equipment that's cheap? How do I, um, how do I find something to talk about? How do I keep the audience engaged? Because I think one of the things that I'm learning from doing my show, and I don't know if you're learning about doing yours, and everybody out there that wants to get into podcasting is if you can listen to your podcast and not be bored, then you're on the right track. You have to look at your show from the audience perspective, not just from once you record it, you had a good time, and that's it. So... um after I did that, and then I was mad at me asking my friends, you want to do a podcast with me? And they said, sure, and we'll just talk. And then that's the other issue, too. If you want to find people that are your friends with and you want to do a podcast with their people you know, that's when you really start to find out how interesting they are once you push record, you know, because you <laughs> have a great conversation, you know, while you're in somebody's basement passing a bong around. But then once you just get everything ready and then sit down and you're just tossing them like softballs or you're just saying things that's like, I guess, whatever. I don't know. And they're not, right. really, they're not really like, they're not really meeting you halfway on the conversation. So right, that's what I had to go through for, the, for a little bit. But when I came up with the idea, it was just, I like music. I'm listening to podcasts. I talk about, movies and television shows and stuff like that and i'm like there's no really music reviewing podcasts out there so i'm like okay. let me do that so that was when we started i started doing that with my friend around 2015 then i was like you know it'd be great to do some short videos of our podcasts or our our uh, music reviews and then we can get on the youtube channel as well so we're cornering we're on two platforms and i like mm -hmm. i like to think of the videos that you've been watching or stuff like that as kind of like a a trailer to our podcast because sometimes our podcasts are are the same as our videos but they're just unedited and and they have more they have more um content yeah, I was going to say, I noticed that the videos seem to be between 10 and 20. And I mean, it's not a hard rule, obviously, but about 10 to 20 minutes, whereas, yeah, the podcast can go on for, for much longer than that. Right. We usually, I like to keep them around an hour and a half to two hours. Um, we also do like when we do the album reviews, it's not like we talk about an album for 45 minutes. We know we like to just talk a little bit, get, get catch up on what we've been doing. I want the audience to get to know us personally a little bit and, and hear the dynamic in our conversations and stuff like that. And then we'll do some like news topics, current events. We talked about, um, I think most recently we talked about OJ being on Twitter now. And we talked about, um, uh, I guess, you know, I don't know if you ever read Mad Magazine as a kid, but they're going to stop, mm -hmm. stop putting those in um, newsstands. It's going to be just a subscription thing only. So we were just talking about how Mad Magazine affected our lives. <laughs> and to be flat, quite honest, uh, I said the same thing on the podcast, but Mad Magazine to me is like the Twinkie. Like when it went away, if you didn't say anything, I wouldn't have noticed. 
Right. <laughs> right. So I didn't read it like, like, you know, hardcore, but I was kind of into it. But we like, we try to talk about things that are like, you know, lighthearted and fun, like the fire festival going bad earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also talk about if it's, we don't really like to get too political. Mm-hmm. I think we all have the same uh, opinion of, of current politics, but um, you know, you don't know how your audience is. So we don't want to alienate anybody that might have a different opinion of us. But um, we want to give our, give a completely unbiased opinion of whatever is happening, but at the same time, make it fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've kind of struggled with that as well. I mean, I, in the last few months, I've really dialed back my political media consumption, but there was a while where I was listening to two or three political podcasts a week and watching different political shows. I mean, most of them were comedy shows like, you know, Seth Meyers or John Oliver or uh, Stephen Colbert or whatever, but I think but uh, it's still all politically centered. Is, um, is Dennis Miller the only one that is on the other perspective of that? Because they definitely need a new person because they got three, they got, I would say, two late night hosts that are just going in every night on on how they feel about the, the current administration. But if they had another person doing the opposite, you know, maybe that might kind of balance it out. And he's got to be funny, though. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the thing is that it's it, it's not it's not hard and fast that there's not conservative comedy because there there is and and it, it's not fair to label it conservative even but but you know you look at like a Larry the Cable Guy or Ron White or Jeff Foxworthy like those guys aren't necessarily political but they kind of appeal to that other demographic more but you I don't, don't know there is their own TV show unfortunately uh, no there's just show. kind of a there's kind of a drought when it comes to conservative comedians like it's just kind of rare. You know, if you go to an open mic show or something or, or just a, a local comedy show, it's pretty rare that you'll see someone making political jokes on behalf of, you know, conservatism or right wing politics or whatever you want to call it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I just recorded an episode last week with a guy that where the conversation was wide ranging, but um, it did veer into politics and and. I did share my my thoughts on it a bit, and I don't I don't know. I mean, we'll see. The episodes aren't out yet, so we'll see how it goes. But I don't know. It's interesting because for me, it's not even as much as that I'm worried about alienating the audience as as much as it's just that there's already infinite political stuff out there. So if you want to listen to people rap about politics, like you're covered. And I, I'm not I'm not researching this stuff. I'm not spending a ton of time learning, you know, new facts. I'm just getting information from the primary sources that everyone else does. So yeah, what do I have to really contribute to the conversation? You know what I mean? Like whatever I think is probably just also being parroted somewhere else. Maybe I'm the one parroting.
So what would you say, what would you say then your, your favorite band or in it, you know, maybe favorite is too strong of a term, but what is one of your favorite all time bands? And just as an example, uh, I think band wise, my two favorite bands would be fishbone and rancid. Uh, they meant a lot to me in high school. And I, even though like, uh, one band doesn't really put out as much music that I enjoy and the other band hasn't put out uh, an album in a long time I will definitely go see them live every time they come around um, hip hop wise it's more I'm into like Wu-Tang of course but I've been getting into the Flatbush Zombies they're pretty pretty new in there and I like their album from last year a hip hop group that's like really psychedelic but at the same time they talk about um gangster shit which i like yeah um obviously i'm into um kendrick lamar and a little bit of um i would say nerdcore hip-hop here and there Mm. but um yeah i'm uh, the thing that's great about this show is uh, the, the podcast is i'm hearing a lot of music that i wouldn't normally listen to on a regular basis and they're ending up getting into my top tens of the year so right. that's uh, that's one of the things that's great about the, whether you're uh, reviewing music or you're reviewing movies, you're like, you know, opening yourself up to hearing a lot of stuff that you never would have done on your own. And that's uh, that can add to like your your, your psyche or whatever the uh, correct term is. Right, right. Yeah. It just it enhances your perspective to some extent. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. So now. Do you find because it seems like a lot a lot of the stuff that you're reviewing is not you know it's not tool right it's not just super mainstream bands i mean not that you don't cover that as well but but also sometimes it's more indie kind of stuff do you have to buy those albums or is all that stuff available on, on spotify or whatever stream platform as well uh if i bought everything that we listen to i'd be a hypocrite telling you not to buy it <laughs> so um i think a lot of stuff is um unfortunately it's not the way it used to be where reviewers would get like promo copies and i think as time goes on and we we grow bigger and people realize that our opinion is the correct one they will start sending us promos earlier and we can get these reviews up prior to the album's release. Um, mm-hmm. So right now, it's mostly we're using the Spotify or or some cases I will purchase something that after the fact that I'm pretty sure I will I was going to buy anyway. Or, you know, a lot of stuff I see on, on YouTube now that they're posting, a lot of bands are doing that and getting like paid from the advertisements. Um, that you have to sit through after every song. So, yeah, we, we do it that way. Well, so kind of, I mean, what are your, and I know it's kind of a big topic, but but what are your thoughts on on streaming versus buying music? Like for me, I think it's awesome because I pay for premium. I pay Google Music instead of Spotify, but six, one, half dozen, the other. I think it's awesome that I can pay 15 bucks a month and me and several other friends all get to share the family account or whatever. And I've got access to every, pretty much everything that's ever been released. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I feel the same way about that as I feel about there being no more blockbusters anymore. Uh, I don't think it's right to take away 
what people grew up on and I don't think that people should be afraid of the tech of the current technology and where it's going I think everyone should have the options of, of doing both things so when it comes to music you can be what you're doing Walker is that you're you're able to list all these the soft stuff you want but you don't own it it's not yours you just have a untangible like thing that you have access to all the time when it comes to streaming like if mm-hmm. I really like something it just like the, the the joy of looking at the CD or the or the um or the, the the artwork or the lyrics and saying this is mine it belongs to me and mm-hmm. I can and I can um reach in the back of my car while I'm driving and pull out my um my CD flip book and while I'm at red light slip through CDs and put a CD I want to listen to very dangerous by the way but <laughs> You well, you said at red light, so you're safe. Safety yeah. first. I wait till I hear the, the horn. Well, I wait till the, the third horn, and then I accelerate. That means the light. The light, light's been green for a good thirty seconds. But um, yeah, I like like so. That's when when it comes to what we're doing, telling you to buy stuff. And if you're a kind of person that's still streaming and and putting stuff on getting stuff on Spotify, you might be confused. Like, well, does that mean I should stop listening to Spotify and go buy the CD when I'm I really don't buy music anymore? But really, what we're saying in that case is you should listen to that album on your premium Spotify channel. If you say we're saying buying it, because but if we're saying don't buy it. Um, but listen to it. We're saying don't listen to it on your that platform because the artist is going to get get money some way, and we don't think that's fair because <laughs> it's out for wow. good. <laughs> wow. Well, that yeah, no, that make that makes sense though. Um, that make, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I see a lot of I, I hear people in the music industry, and again, not that I know people in the music industry, but just reading you know stuff on the internet or whatever, where it seems like there's a pushback from artists against the streaming platforms, but like they don't really know how to overcome it. So there's still a kind of is what it is. I thought they got over that by now. I don't know. I mean, that's Jay-Z started title because it was supposed to be a thing where the artist got paid more. Now it was a bad value. So I don't know who went to it, but um, it's just, I mean, that was kind of the whole point. Yeah. It's just a uh, Taylor Swift and Prince just there. <laughs> saying, this is going to work out for us. I swear. <laughs> interesting. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you uh, this evening. So uh, again, the, the, the YouTube channel is Puppet Perspectives. And then, uh, and, and I'll also be happy to repeat all this in the outro. And, and then we'll have show notes uh, where people will be able to see links to this. But what is the website uh, you said you were working on? All right. So the website is, I still want this to, you can put this in because it's definitely going to be up. But uh, puppetperspectives.com is going to be the official link link for the website for now if you type in nj hybrid radio dot net it will take you to the same place so if you want to do that that's fine but publicperspectives.com will be the link that sends you to the same page as the other one we are cool. also on um, Facebook, facebook.com slash puppet reviews 15. And that's the same for our Instagram and Twitter, puppet reviews 15. Uh, like awesome. the YouTube channel is um, 
cover perspectives you just type that into the search you'll see the three of us there and then uh you can watch all our videos on there also our podcast because i used to do the podcast and put them on youtube so it goes all the way back till 2015 so i must warn you the shows might suck from your perspective because we were drinking a lot of uh hard liquor back then <laughs> that sounds like it was a good time though yeah we had a good time doing those shows but um i didn't start listening to my own podcast till like easily a year after and i was like huh you know <laughs> not as fun you know from from the outside looking in but i don't want to discourage you because you do get a lot of, of great information on albums that came out in the, in the 2015 and 2016 um and our opinions of those are still there at the end of the day cool well, yeah, guys, if you want expert opinions on music, if you want to check out, you know, binge or cringe for TV shows, and then they're also doing kind of retrospectives, if you will, ranking, you know, movie series and that kind of stuff, uh, definitely check out Puppet Perspectives. I'm a fan of it, and I'm sure you will be too. Uh, Jarrell, thank you again so much for joining. It's been a real pleasure. No problem. And by the way, you guys, make sure you, uh, if you listen to our podcast on Apple or anything like that, please put a, a rank, a review and a rating on there. That way it helps us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Cool. Yep. Good advice for sure. All right. Well, thanks everyone. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jarrell, for joining us. And folks, please treat yourselves and go out to YouTube and, and check out Puppet Perspectives. Uh, it's a, a hilarious show, and I think you'll really enjoy it, uh, what you're getting there. A link will be available in the show notes uh, to that channel, and you can also check out their website. Again, thanks so much for listening. Have a good one.